with another episode of Feeling Content. How's it going, Brad? I'm feeling content. It's going well. I like your shirt. Thanks. Yeah, it's bright. <laughs> Pineapples? Pineapples. Pineapples. Yeah. I like your shirt. It's black. It's just a plain black t-shirt. Plain black. Plain black. I try and keep it simple on the weekends. Yeah. Labor Day weekend. Nice. Yeah. Nice long weekend. We're recording on a Monday. Um, we'll release this on a Monday. But it's a <laughs> holiday. Monday, September 7th. Yeah. Great day. Labor Day. Always fun. September. Usually it's it means sort of the end of summer and like kind of a slow march into fall and there's excitement yeah now it just means just another day another day and more self uh what's it called uh not quarantine anymore what's it it's oh isolation shelter in place shelter in place yeah we're kind of shelter yeah we kind of moved on from that Way well, to go, America! Well, we're doing. It looks like it feels we like won't we're get doing, political. Well, yeah, yeah, but you know, I, I would say objectively, it looks like we're doing better than we were a couple months ago. Yeah, I guess. I feel like the doctors or the scientists keep saying that we're not good shape. But they don't. Yeah, that they also don't know. I mean, but maybe they do better than better than us, better than me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let's get into what are we going to be talking about today, Michael? Yeah, well, I think we're going to just try something new. I think we we told the listeners last week that we were going to start trying something new. Um, yeah, and Eagle said hi. Oh, hey, Eagle. Eagle. I heard. I heard. Eagle him, I heard. Him. Um, uh, so uh, this week we're gonna we're gonna try and dive in deeper to our what you feelings from last week, and then see if that uh, see if that's a good a good um, you know show. We'll kind of feel it out, but we have We're some feel it out. We we that as we do we 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 uh, we feel content and then we talk about it and we'll um, we'll exchange each other's notes on each other's uh, um, album choices from last week. Nice. All right. Well, let's get started. Um, I think we'll start with your album because I think we'll probably both enjoy that one more. Yes. Uh, so it'll be a good start to the. It'll be start a. To... It'll be a positive start. It'll be we'll we'll launch right into. Well, who wants to go yeah. first? So I. I I'll, oh, so the you album go first. was Rage Against. Okay, I'll go first because yeah. I was the one that. Yeah. That got handed this album. Yes. Even though I handed it to you a while ago. I know. A couple I, years I, ago. It's like I regifted it. You regifted it. <laughs> I I was like Michael, you gotta listen to this album, and it's not like. It's it's a classic album. It's just yeah. something I had finally stumbled upon, and I was like, I wonder if Michael had listened to this. He had listened to it. Yeah. It's Rage Against the Machine's first album, debut album, Rage Against the Machine. Yes. And um, I describe it in one sentence as a headbanger album. That's also a very poignant album right now, with great production, awesome guitar work by Tom Morello. Okay, that's it. That's really. I actually. Our, our one sentence descriptions or reviews of this album are very very similar I, I'm almost jealous that you called out the Tom Morello guitar work because I think that's one of the best parts about it but I mean the whole band is amazing my one sentence to describe it headbanging both started with that headbanging lightning shock sound 
with lyrics that still mean just as much now as they did 28 years ago. Nice, yeah. Pretty similar review. Um, And I was just going to give a fun fact about the album. Uh, So Killing in the Name, which is kind of like the head, the lead single off that album, has 17 fucks in it. It's 17? 17. (laughs) I mean, that song, especially right now with all the police stuff, I mean, that song, all the songs, but that song especially, and I think it's become kind of a, an, a, I don't know if anthem is the right word, but it's definitely been played at a lot of the social justice protests that we've yeah. had, um, which, you know, just goes to what we we're saying earlier, like this album, which is what, yeah, what, what this con, the content of this album is and almost like the feeling of it, like depending on, you know, I think on. I think generally, I think we can both agree to take a stand that, like, you know, we're on the side of we need better social justice, and there's some anger around yeah. the problems yeah. in the system. And this uh, listening to this album kind of gets you fired up about it. Yeah, it does. My uh, um, my fun fact, um, and this is just to more point points to the sound, like the rawness of the sound. No samples, keyboards, or synthesizers were used in the making of the record at all. So it's just pure. Guitar, bass, drums, and vocals. insane vocals. Yeah, the vocals are great. It's so we didn't touch on this, but it's it's kind of got it's got the um, rap rock like what did they call that like um, like rap hip hip hop blend or metal? No, I mean it, new metal. Yeah, it's but it's kind of like new metal, but it's like not. It's it's like yeah. it's more raw and not like like scratchy and like it's right. not like Limp Bizkit, but it does have it has like it's more raw than Limp Bizkit, and I like that about it. But the production's still really good and tight. Right. Yeah, Limp Bizkit's a good. They clearly took like they they clearly were building off off of. You know, I would have to imagine one of their biggest influences was Rage Against the Machine because yeah. it's that style. But you're right, when people, I've seen it referenced as like rap metal. And yeah. I don't really see the rap as much as I do the metal. Like, Even the metal, too. It's not like... It's more like it's just pure like, like rock. Yeah, it's not like Metallica. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's a like weird... Iron Maiden or anything like that. It's a weird. It's a. It's not a weird sound. It's an amazing sound. It's unique though. Like I, I when I started listening to it again, randomly, um, over the last few months, I started. I started. I was like, I. I didn't realize how much I missed this type of music. Kind of like Led Zeppelin. Like it's like screaming yeah. guitars and screaming vocals, and I was like, what else is like this these days? And there really isn't too many bands, in the last like you know, 30 odd years that has a sound, anything like this. No. And it's funny that they were going to be headlining Coachella this year. Were they really going to be headlining this yeah. year? Yeah. Oh, dude. I want to go now. Pretty sure. Yeah. Wow. I wonder if they will headline, you know, whenever it comes back. Summer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but speaking of, what speak, are the, go ahead, no, go ahead. Go Sorry. Ahead. I was gonna. I was gonna say we have this other category. What season did this belong to? And you just and you just mentioned one. But I, you go ahead. I want. I want you to finish your thought. Okay, I'll finish my thought, and uh, then I'll go into the season. But um, 
the guitar work that Tom Morello does Ugh. is also it's there's like just the classic like guitar, but then like he rhythm also does like a wow wow wow. He does a a lot of unique stuff that I've never. I mean, I think was revolutionary at the time, and I don't think any other bands ever or guitarist has really recreated. I mean, maybe I'm sure people have influenced were influenced by him, but it's it's got this unique sound, and I I really like that. But the season I think that this belongs to. I don't think it has a season. Maybe when riots are going on, when <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah, sadly. the season. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we, the season when we when we say season, we're talking about winter, summer, spring, fall, whatever. Yeah. Um, I said maybe winter. Okay. But or summer because it's like it's like you're just like pumped up. Right. And and I that's my that's what I chose. I chose summer. And it probably it probably didn't it probably only helped that I, I rediscovered this at the beginning of summer, um, but I'm with you. And one one note on I want to make a comment on your your note on Tom Morello's guitar work. He like the guitar work plays a role in the storytelling of the song, too. Like there's like he'll like re, try and recreate like the sound of a siren on on yeah. the guitar, and like and like that's obviously part of like the song and the sound. Like I feel like very rarely does it does, especially well guitar is kind of a, obviously in a rock band it's it's the second core instrument or like the second thing you hear, if not mm-hmm. the vocals and I feel like very rarely does the guitar kind of jump out alongside the vocals, the entire song, like I can listen yeah. to Zach De La Rocha's vocals or I can like tune in to Tom Morello's guitar and they're both obviously the same song but they're both just as enjoyable to just focus on his guitar work the bassist is really good too really good what's his what's his name i don't know what his name is uh tim comerford okay yeah because uh, his bass lines are because it is a hip-hop inspired for sure stuff and so like he stays like metally but it's got like this like, like yeah. i don't know it's yeah. just a good he just it's a good bassist just a good band. It's a tight. And the drums are good too. Tight, yeah. It's tight. Brad, yeah. Brad Wilk on the drums. Um, anyway, so yeah, uh, unreal. So, what what what's your uh, what's the ideal environment to listen to? So this I got album. two two okay. two environments that are. Uh, so actually, when I first started to get into this album, I would this would be my driving music. I'd take this. I'd put this on and drive in the Santa Cruz Mountains. Yeah. In my golf and uh my gti and uh it just pumped me up and going around curves and yeah shifting and um it was great and then also gym yeah music yeah and it's funny because paul ryan the 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 congress republican the the republican said that it was his gym music which is kind of ironic since he is kind of part of the machine that's that's actually a really good point. That's really <laughs> funny. That I would never have made that connection. I mean, that's hilarious. I I listened to it at the gym. I when I had to pick ideal environment, I wrote down also driving, not necessarily driving fast or anything, but I what I imagined was sunny day, probably summer, windows down, good mood, Saturday afternoon. So you know, there's yeah. none, none of that like Sunday Sunday scaries, just free. And then obviously windows down, like volume up and just yeah. rocking. Letting those f bombs just 
scatter across. Just the, go. Just go. Just go. <laughs> um, all right. Karaoke song. I'll let you go first on this one. Okay. Um, I chose Bullet in the Head. Uh, really? Yeah. Because I feel like I, at the very end, would... I don't think I could. Obviously, I couldn't nail any. I couldn't sign anything like Zach De La Rocha. But yeah, I just want to scream at the top of my lungs. Now I don't know. I don't know if if I did choose this song at like a karaoke bar. First of all, if they would even have it, and second of all, if I got to the end, I'm sure like the bar manager would be like, "No, you you gotta yeah. get on stage." But it yeah. would. I mean. Imagine seeing that on a stage with this whole entire crowd just like rocking like insane. Yeah. How about you? So I'd put Killing in the Name. Okay, I mean, great song. Yeah, and it's just, it's just got like the ending is like. Another great ending. Yeah. Yeah, and like yeah, it's just those who work forces. Yeah. Saying the burn crosses. Just got it. You already be, have it. You already have it. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, so uh, if, you, if you could, yeah, go ahead. Uh, you go ahead. Yeah, you no, go no, ahead. we don't have to. If you, you do it, you do it. We're still, we're still working this out, listener. Yeah. We're just doing it by feel. So, if you could remove a song, which one would you remove? None. I thought That's about right. it, and I was like, "Fuck, yeah. fuck that!" Like no, this no, whole thing no, is just—it's tight. Yeah, I, 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 if anything, I want more. Like I know they have other albums, yeah. and I, I'm starting to listen to them more, but like. This one it doesn't. Is, yeah, I've tried to listen to their other albums, and I think they go more into that kind of. It's not like Limp Bizkit still, but it's more similar to that. I'm with you, and it's, it's not like the, kind of raw energy of this first album. I'm with you. Um, but so apparently, this I, another fun fact about this album is that they recorded a demo that was twelve tracks long. So I think they cut two songs from the track list. Um, so so I think that if you listen to, and I haven't started too much on this, typically when there's a deluxe version of the album on Spotify, yeah, I think they have the they have the demos. They have the demos. I think on the deluxe version. I haven't listened to it much just because I don't like. I don't. It's a. Per, I don't like listening to that stuff before I've gotten a sense of the album. But like the demos are cool because they're. It's just more of like more raw, more Tom Morello, more. I mean, it's it's just amazing sound. So I would recommend. Yeah. It. Yeah. Um. All right. What's your favorite song on the album? Bomb track. No, it's the first song. It okay. and I don't know why. It's just like maybe just because I like pressing play and listening to the whole thing and like that one gets me in the zone. But. Yeah. Uh, I just love when he goes, just another bomb track. Like, it, yeah. just, it just gets you gets you fired up. So, I mean, I like everything, but bomb track's my favorite. How about you? Uh, I think, so for me, Killing the Name is kind of, and bomb track's really good. I kind of forgot, not forgot, but like, uh, I kind of didn't um, even, I, Killing the Name was the first one that popped in my head. Because yeah. that was like the single... And all that stuff. Yeah. But I put Wake Up. I oh, like dude, Zeppelin Wake Up is so cool. Because it's got the the um, uh, cashmere like influenced uh, riff. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and and that song. Um, 
was at the end of I don't know if you remember this, the but at the end of the Matrix. Yeah. And I remember yeah. thinking that was the coolest, like one of the coolest songs. Now when you hear it and you're listening to this album and it's like track seven out of nowhere, it's like it kind of it sounds like, like it should be the end of the album, right? And it kind of fires you up, like it's like it's like you were you were obviously enjoying it, and then all of a sudden track seven, wake up. It's like holy shit, like you actually do wake up, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> we're, still going, we're still going on this thing. Yeah, and yeah, I, I and it's funny, like in the Matrix, it goes into like Neo flying at like the part where it changes over. It's like yeah, wah, 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 wah. yeah. Come on! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, how, so, is, any more thoughts on the album before we give this one a rating? Um, no. I mean, I just, like, I, I can't believe, and this just goes to changing tastes. You, I remember you introduced this to me, like, 2016, 2017, and for yeah. whatever reason at the time, I didn't, it's not that I didn't like it, I just, it wasn't into it, and... I'm just, you know, thank God for changing taste because now I feel like this was such a treat over the summer to have this. Yeah. So thank you, Rage Against the Machine. And gotta go. I would love to go see them if they're playing live. I, like, I would make yeah. it a point. So how about you? Uh, no more thoughts. Um, we kind of expanded during the our kind of set list of what we wanted to cover. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to give it my rating. Yeah. I give this a pretty high rating. I give it a nine. Nine cups of feet. I went ten. 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 A solid ten. Wow. I I think pure masterpiece. Like, I, I'm like, all about it. I almost it. don't think like anything could get a ten. I think this is has a potential. I almost did nine point five. Okay. So like I, this has like a potential for a ten, but like almost I don't think I could give any album like a ten really. Like well. T- a different philosophy. I mean, I know what you mean. Nothing's perfect, but like, this is in my this is in my tens. This, like we said, we both said there was no tracks we wanted to remove. Right, right, right. Well, um, all right. Awesome. So next album, kind of on the other end of the spectrum. Yeah. So what did you choose? Remind so us. So my my album was Folklore by Taylor Swift, and it was right. more to kind of tease Michael because he's not a Taylor Swift fan. Well, that's not true. And yeah, I know, I know. But I don't but, like, listen to it's her not on your the favorite. And, and, yeah. I, and I, and Taylor Swift has her flaws, but I, I like T Sweezy. T Sweezy. Um, yeah, I'm a T Sweezy fan. Uh, yeah. So, um, what's your one sentence review of folklore? Well, I'm excited to talk to you about it, but uh, maybe this will this will get it put us on the track. At least you'll know where I'm going. My one yeah. sentence review is. Very, very succinct. It's a T-Swift album for adults. Okay. Yeah. Okay. How, how about you? T-Sweezy goes somewhat indie in this uh, heartache COVID quarantine album. And I, I, I'm, I'm with you. Wait, what was, your, what was your adjective? She goes what? She goes somewhat indie. Somewhat indie. So... So let's talk about it first, sir, for a couple of Yeah, let me go to my fun fact, because this is kind okay, of okay. ties into it. Sure. So Aaron Dressner of the National, De- Dessner of the National uh, was pro- was approached by Taylor Swift and was like, hey, I really like your stuff. I'm, I'm working on a new album. Do you have anything I can work with? And he ended up co-writing a lot of the songs with her. I think he just sent her stuff that he was working on. Um, and... 
he Taylor Swift, who is I think despite your thoughts on Taylor Swift, you like her, but she's talented. She's very talented. I think you can can't deny that. And she took the stuff that he sent and made it her own a little bit. And it still has that national moody vibe, but it's so that's my fun fact though, is that Aaron Dessner of the National was like a co producer, co writer of a lot of the songs on the album. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, the sound, I, so just when you gave it to me, my initial reaction was, God damn it. I don't want to listen <laughs> to this because I don't even know. I just, I listened to it maybe for 30 seconds and I was like, yep, the same, same old stuff. Right when it came out, I was like, I'm done. I listened to the Exile by Bonnie Bear. I don't even know if I got all the way through it. But you had me listen to it again. I had fresh ears and I found myself like three songs in kind of like almost hating myself for enjoying it as much as I was. And I got all the way through it and I instantly started back again. Um, I I really enjoyed it. And I, I guess I probably listened to it like four or five times this week. My fun oh. fact, yeah, my fun fact was um, and this kind of goes into the writing process too, that Swift's label was not aware of the album until hours before it launched, which is wow. insane. Yeah. I read a little bit about the writing process that you just described, and I agree. One of the things that I think I've fully settled on and, and realized with listening to this one was that she is so talented. Like her songwriting is like super... It's super tight. It's super clever. Yeah, and I think to go off that, I honestly haven't like listened to it, like listened to the lyrics well enough, or like read the lyrics. But apparently, there's a lot of stories going on that like intertwine yeah. between the tracks. Yeah, which is take some talent. Definitely, and it's like it. I think in a way that it helped that she went a little indie, at least for for me to kind of listen to this because. I could actually kind of digest, not that I'm, you know, avidly listening to all of the lyrics to everything, but she sings in such a pleasant way and it's slow enough where she's not like, you know, shouting like, she's not like yelling, right? She, it just feels like it's a reflection, reflective sound and for whatever reason I could pick, I, I pick up on that easier and I mean, yeah, she's, she's talented. I feel like now I got to yeah. go back and listen to other stuff. Yeah. So what season do you think this album will belong to? Well, I think it's, it's one of two seasons, but I, I, I'm curious if we have the same. But I, mean, I was, was going to say fall. Fall, okay. I said winter. Yeah, okay. So either side. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, I mean, kind of similar. And um, kind of going off that, like there, because it's, it, it's, a, it's like a breakup album, which is funny because I... I didn't. I asked my sister, who's more into to what Taylor Swift is up to, and I guess she's like in a relationship with a guy, and I think they're doing solid. So it's mm -hmm. funny. I think it was more the mood of being isolated in quarantine that inspired her to write this kind of breakup album. Yep. Um. But, yeah. Um, she. Yeah. Um, she. The way I read about the writing process too is is that she like she has her, the songs are written from like third person perspectives of it's like she saw or imagined stories in her brain and then 
started putting them down on paper and then in some cases they're interconnecting but generally the theme seems to be about like love loss nostalgia um and just builds it builds into the next topic or our next um category or question about the album what is the ideal environment to listen to and i literally said like getting over a breakup like this is yeah. the one of the perfect like if you were well, getting over before a breakup. you get too far into that too you mentioned that like the the mindset of the album was a breakup album which is kind of funny because her last album that came out last summer was lover and that album is all about gushy gushy love love and very bright and it's very so bright it's, yeah and and this album is kind of the polar opposite yeah um and so did you have anything else to add on the ideal no, environment no i think i think i was trying to decide like i don't know i've been listening to it on my headphones just walking around town or doing doing little things it's definitely not something that you can i start i'm actually packing up and moving you know this yeah, moving to la and um, packing up my apartment and I had it on and it was like, this isn't good packing music. It's too slow. And it's like I'm breaking up in my apartment and so I'm getting really <laughs> sad. <laughs> but uh, no, so I have nothing else to add. Yeah, I, so I said that it's, uh, it's a snuggle up with a pint of Ben and Jerry's lamenting your breakup. Oh, so uh, we're on the same page. Dude, if we, ever, yeah. if we ever have a breakup at the same time, we happen to be in the same place, let's, let's do that together. Just watch some Netflix, put on some, eat some pint. Yeah, what's your, what's your flavor choice? Half baked. Mine too. Yeah. Um, all right, karaoke song. Um, I said exile because I think it would be fun. It would be fun to do a duet. A duet, (laughs) yeah. And that's that's the catchy. Well, there's some other catchy songs, but. It's Taylor Swift. She's yeah, catchy. Yeah. But like that's kind of the one that's like everyone's all about cuz it's right. got Justin Vernon, Bonnie Vera in it. And uh, yeah, it'd be fun to do a duet on that one. Yeah. Yeah. If not it would be it would be really somber and sad in the bar, but Yeah. Yeah. I'm not your problem anymore. <laughs> So I'm uh, leaving at the side door. <laughs> I think that's a different part of the song. <laughs> so step right up. Yeah. All right, we'll do it. Let's just do it. You want to do the uh, duet? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Our listeners would not like that. No, I think that would, the, that would be the end of us. Like <laughs> uh, well, if you could so remove you, a song. Yeah. Betty. Betty. I, I, I actually didn't, didn't pick one because I don't, I don't think I know it well enough. But Betty, but Betty, Brad, just so you know, because I did this research, is one of three songs that are interconnected. So if you take right. Betty out, you know. I know. I just, I, it kind of grew on me a little bit, but like, I, I just didn't like Betty. It was too, <laughs> I mean, what are your thoughts on Betty? I, 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 don't, I, I don't know. I, I don't think I have thoughts. Like, I haven't listened to it. I haven't called out Betty. Although I think I do like Betty. Like I like kind of the I do like how she ends the album. So again, yeah. I'm not I'm not anti Betty. Okay. Poor Betty. Poor Betty. Getting, <laughs> um getting flack from me. Um <laughs> I 
wonder i think there's a little bit of fat on the album i feel like a few songs can kind of get removed i'm with you like unlike not like i think parts of the songs are good but like they're like the whole song itself is not great like certain songs i i agree i agree it's it's well i don't know i mean it's kind of it's not super tight it's not super tight it's not super tight but it's really good storytelling. It's really good. It's really good melodies. All the songs are kind of different, even though they're all kind of like, I don't know, somber. Yeah. And it works. It works. And like you said, it's more of an adult album. Yeah. Yeah. I did want to make one comment, though, because I think we're getting to the end here. Um, and this is back to, to the writing process. She had, she worked with Antonoff, Jack Antonoff. Who, who she worked with a lot yeah and who who since 2014 or whatever and um and he actually produced lana del rey's norman fucking rockwell all the way yeah. so they were partners on that and i could really hear the sound the similarities even in terms of like even melody like and the way taylor sings in, on cardigan i don't know if you picked up on that but she, it, she sounds like lana yeah yeah and even on um, there was a song on Lover where she's she's got some Lana um, Lana influences. Yeah, which is not like absurd, especially if it's the good. same I producer. Think, yeah. Yeah, same producer, and I think it's good. I think it's good when artists feed off each other. Yeah, like it, they both songs are good. Or yeah, I mean, Cardigan's a good song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your favorite song on the album? The one. So I put Exile, but I think the one, one would be, I almost put the one. And that's, yeah, that's really you're, good. It's funny because a lot of people kind of shit on the one, I think. That's what my sister said. She didn't like it, but I, oh, yeah. I, I like that one. I like the one. <laughs> I like that one. I, I mean, the one, the one was the song that sold me back into it. I started listening to it and just tr- the... I don't even know how to describe music. I keep saying the word melodies and, and you know, yeah, like... Yeah, we're not, chorus we're not super... But it's just, it's really catchy. And she she's just got a really, like, pretty smooth voice. Not pretty smooth, but yeah. pretty and smooth. Yeah, but it's also pretty smooth. <laughs> it's, just, it's also pretty smooth. So Exile and The One, where are, where are our tops? Where are our tops? Okay. What would you rate this album? Out of cups so, of coffee, cups of tea. Yeah, I gave it. Um, I mean, if I'm being honest with myself, when I was writing this down, I gave it an eight and a half, which is high. Wow. It probably and should I'm have been an T, eight. I'm the T Swift fan. I gave it a seven. You give it a seven. So maybe it's because I, I like Taylor Swift more, and I, I, I just didn't. I don't know. I didn't think it was her strongest album. I don't know. I I didn't I didn't love this album. I guess it's been, it's my favorite that she's done, and I'm I might be drinking my own Kool Aid on it. So I think that's probably where that eight and a half came from. It yeah. it, it, it it'll either be it'll either be the spot on or a stain on my record. And you know I I kind of I honestly did not listen to this like a whole bunch. I think you might have listened to it more than I did. And, <laughs> I think I maybe I didn't give it enough of a chance, and I think uh, it's funny because like 
my my whole family are all kind of T Swift fans, like my siblings, and we had a group thread going like when it came out, and like I hadn't listened to it yet, and they were already all talking about it, and um, and what was the family's take on it? We were just talking about songs that were good, and they they really liked it. Okay, and my sister really likes it. But I think I think when winter comes around, I'm gonna listen to it or fall. It started to be fall, but once the weather starts to get a little cooler and yeah, um, it'll probably have a better spot. Become a thing. There you go. I think it'll. I think I think it could go up a point or two. Yeah, I think we get that eight and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, we touched on this, but it is ironic that that she released it literally at like prime summer, July twenty fourth. And I guess it truly yeah. does reflect kind of where we were. Yeah, and I think I think the virus. it reflected, especially when she was writing it, that March yeah. through yeah. April. Good point. May. Yeah. Um, I don't know when, exactly when she wrote it. I'm not... But... Yeah, well, whenever. Um, the beginning of the year. Yeah, any more thoughts on the album? Or any of no, those. no, pleasantly surprised. I appreciated it. I appreciated yeah, the, I the force. Yeah, I thought you would. I yeah. Um, all right, so what what are you feeling this week? I'm excited for this one. So, I mean, yeah. we're, we're literally just sharing. We're not sharing any thoughts, right? We're just exchanging album yeah, just, titles, and then yeah. we're moving on. Okay. Yeah. All right, all right so I'm going to give... You give a little bit of thoughts, but like not, a, not a super expanded. Okay, I don't have any thoughts. I'm going to just keep it, keep it simple. I, I'm going to give you... Well, what am I? What am I feeling? I'm feeling, I'm on a Prince kick right now, and I'm listening Ooh, specifically yeah. to Sign O the Times, Sign O the Times. Um, nice. So, <clears throat> I look forward to discussing. Nice. Um, I'll just say that I've tried to get into Prince before and haven't been able to, so I'm excited for this one. Here we go. And okay, so I'll preface with. I've really been feeling Dead and Company and okay. The Grateful Dead, <laughs> okay. but we've already gone down that route before in our podcast, so I yeah. chose something else okay. that I've, I've listened to. I love that. I love it. I love that you said you love with that. You see, if the listeners could see my face, I probably had this reaction like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah. I think it, it wouldn't have been productive, and it would have been, because I, I already know your stance. I think, I think maybe... Like later down the road, I want to try to get you to listen to them again. It's fine, but it's been too. It hasn't been that long. Yeah. Um. So my album is Big Sean's Detroit Two. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. Okay, we nice. won't say anything about it. Yeah. Uh, that's a that's a hell of a lineup for next week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, aren't innocent Prince from Detroit too? Yeah. No pun intended. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There we go. Okay, so Motor we got City a City Week. We got an all DF Motor City Week here on Feeling Content. Yeah. All right, man. Nice. Well, I'm excited. I I kind of like this format. I think this sounded this sounded yeah, good. This was fun. I think I think this is because we expanded. We still we got a good. It's about a good mark in time. I think I think this is what dear listener what we might do moving forward and. If something comes up that we want to talk about, maybe we'll stray from this this format. But I think yeah. moving forward, I think we'll just kind of maybe we won't even call it "What You Feeling" anymore. But it's maybe we will. But yeah, it's, we're feeling it's it. Feeling it's feeling content. Yeah, feeling content is 
moving forward for the foreseeable future, I think will be this. Unless yeah. you have any opposition, Michael. No, I I love this conversation. This is you this is what it? we're good at. Yeah, I'm feeling it. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right, listener. Well, thank you for tuning in. Um, we will catch you soon. Well, actually, Michael's going to be moving and but shaking. Can, and maybe we'll see what we can do. Maybe we can try and get something th- next week. Okay. Just so I'll be in a different state, but and you know less equipment. Different but who state cares? of mind. We'll fit. Different yeah, exactly, exactly. That is. Are you? Is is that a foreshadow to uh, maybe um, uh, Alicia Keys' New York State of Mind on your next What You Feeling? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think that right. I think we should close on that note. Yeah, all right. Ciao, ciao for now. Ciao, ciao.